Hex Noir, Chapter 14 Desolation Rain fell from the overcast sky above onto the uneven streets of the alleyway, with various steel beams rising up from the ground and connecting the various buildings, holding up massive pipes and wires. There, nestled among the steel and brick of industry, was a small shanty made of sheets of metal, planks of wood, and lined with discarded fabrics for insulation, all of which were scavenged. Luna skulked her way down the alley, looking back and forth, and when she was sure nobody was watching, she entered the shanty through a secret entrance. There, on the inside, she found Alpa lying on the dirty mattress that they shared. Hey, you feeling any better? Alpa turned to look at her twin, looking rather haggard and tired. <coughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm getting better. Luna sighed, but then opened the bundled up bag she held in her grip and pulled out a folded up piece of paper. What's that? I think this might be something that could potentially help us, she said as she unfolded the paper and revealed it to be a flyer for the Velhaven Royal Hospital. They were looking for volunteers and offering free room and board. What's the catch? asked Alba. No catch. I think they just want to run some tests on us. Nothing too terrible, said Luna. Alpa winced at the idea. Is that a... Is that wise? Can those people be trusted? Luna shrugged. I don't know, but if we stay out here, we're gonna die. And I'm the, technically the oldest, so, you know, my say is, has a little bit more weight than yours. Alpa didn't laugh. She looked at her sister sadly. Don't be worried, said Luna as she cupped her sister's face between her hands. I won't let anything bad happen to you. You hear me? I promise. Rain fell from the darkened sky above as Luna slowly began returning to consciousness at the sound of her sister screaming. Alpa continued to struggle, to push and pull as the eldritch monstrosity that hung in the air above her simply lovingly pulled her in. She could see its amorphous form beginning to take more of a solidified shape. The heartened, darkened, and striated shell pieces began to form into a sphere. Its underside was still exposed where the remaining fleshy tendrils were still reaching out and consuming the final monsters of the courtyard. She didn't understand how she knew this, but she somehow knew that she was the final piece needed. A whirling genetically engineered for this one purpose. And as the black moon continued to grow in size, gravitational fluctuations started pulsing throughout the area. At first, the windows of the hospital cracked and shattered, 
and then soon fractures began forming in its walls and pieces began to crumble inward on itself. The pavement underneath their feet fractured as well and the ground began to ripple and writhe. It was as if the world was being pulled apart in the vicinity of this eldritch satellite. And no matter how much he struggled, no matter how much he pulled, the monstrous tendrils would not release her. And as strength left her body, so did any hope of escape. And slowly she began accepting that her fate was to become one with a carrion moon. But then she suddenly felt familiar arms wrap around her waist. She looked back and saw Luna. What are you doing? I'm, trying, I'm here to save you. No, no, no. Turn back. It'll, it'll take you too. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm the older sister. I need to save you, said Luna as she began pushing herself in between the mass and Alba. And then the moon began pulling both of them up into its loving embrace. No, stop, please. No, I'm sorry I pulled you into this. Uh, I'm your big sister. I am supposed to protect you, she said as she summoned a blood dagger. What are you doing? asked Alpa frantically. Her sister looked her in the eye and smiled. I'm here to save you. I'm here to make up for what I did, she said as she cut one of the tendrils off. The moon gave a terrifying shriek as Luna continued to cut and slash more and more tendrils until Alba was hanging on only by a thread. The Eldritch Moon attempted to recapture its prize, fusing its fleshy tendrils into Luna's form, unraveling her body as it did, and attaching one last tendril to Alba's head. Alba felt a terrible pain rend through her face as her eyes were consumed and integrated into the moon. And so, the black satellite slowly began to rise up into the sky, and the four wings of the Felhaven Royal Hospital crumbled into ruin as it did. Luna knew this was it. It was now or never. I love you, Alba. I'm sorry for everything, said Luna with tears in her eyes. Alba couldn't see her sister, she couldn't see anything. But she could feel her. She could feel her and the monstrosity that now consumed both of them. She could feel the blood pulsing through all of them, like some singular, horrifying entity. Wait, 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 no! I'm sorry. I love you said Luna as she cut the final tendril. And Alpa felt gravity pull her down further and further, faster and faster, until she hit the broken pavement below. Pain rocked through her body, but nowhere near as great as the heartache that now enveloped her. She felt 
The eldritch moon now rise into the air as her sister's body was torn apart. Luna crawled on the ground, screaming, begging, pleading for the world to give her her sister back, to not leave her behind. But the universe did not listen. The universe never did. Nikolai awoke as he was being moved. He opened his eyes and found that the sky above was light again. Gentle rain still fell down, but it was nowhere near as heavy as it had been earlier that night. He sat up and realized he was resting on a sheet of metal with bedsheets tied to it. He looked and found Alba dragging him through the densely wooded area outside of the hospital. He felt himself breathe a sigh of relief at the realization. And then he got scared when he didn't see Luna anywhere. Alba, what's, what's, what happened? Where, where are we? Alba stopped and slowly turned around and Nikolai couldn't help but cover his mouth in horror. The top half of Alba's head was severely disfigured and her eyes had been ripped out of her skull. Her alabaster form was thoroughly stained with her own blood and large sections of her exposed skin were severely scarred and malformed. God, Alba, what happened? Alba simply stood there, her lips quivering, her hands tightening their grip on the bedsheets she had used to pull the sheet of metal. I couldn't save her. Her. <laughs> Nikolai got up, having an inkling of the pain and loss that she was feeling right now. He's had no words to say, as no words could possibly help. He simply embraced her and let her tearlessly cry into his shoulder. And there, they remained for a while, simply coming to grips 
with the cost of their survival. The two survivors walked quietly through the wet woods, dreading to face what had happened and dreading to face what was to come. The overcast sky and the occasional rain seemed to perfectly encapsulate the desolation they felt. Nikolai had his whole life quietly stolen from him, while Alpa had her other half violently ripped from her. And now the two had no words. But as they slowly navigated their way through the wet woodlands, Nikolai leading Alpa by the hand, she had lost her sight, but she now realized she had gained a new sense. One where she could feel the blood and heartbeat of every single creature in their vicinity. But that didn't help her when it came to navigating around sharp branches and crooked roots that sought to trip her. But what struck her as odd is that she could not only feel Nikolai's heart beat, she could also feel it slowly break more and more. And she wondered if there was anything that could fix it, that could fix any of this. Her mind eventually settled on Dr. Brimwall who'd slunk away to some cowardly shadow to hide away from his deeds. And her mind became engulfed with the notion of revenge. How she would enjoy killing him. For Luna. For Nikolai's mother. For all the people who lost their lives due to his experiments. The two whirlings crested a small hill that overlooked Fellhaven's eastern edge. And there they stopped, and Alpa could sense Nikolai's heart beginning to race. She could feel his fear and sadness. What's the matter? What's wrong? Nikolai shook his head, and tears streamed down his cheeks. <laughs> Nothing. Everything's gonna be alright. Ahead of them, he could see the sprawling cityscape of Fellhaven, its oldest district of Blackstone, and the wide open Crimson Bay at which it rested. And hovering above Blackstone, slowly descending from the clouds, he saw a black moon. An eldritch satellite ushering in a new age of terrors. End of the prologue chapters.
There's no 